Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 215 and we're talking about travel gear recommendations. It's actually take three of episode 215 because we had a few technical problems. So hopefully this will be the most polished performance of this podcast it's that going you'll to be ever awesome. hear. Well, it's definitely going to be the most polished performance of this podcast that they'll ever hear because it's the only one they're ever going to hear. But yes, oh, well. it's going to be awesome and we're going to sound great and we're going to talk knowledgeably and fluently about this topic that we we have talked about twice before already (laughs) well the podcast awards are on and thanks to you we've been nominated in the travel section now every year i've heard the uh the the disney theme park podcast win it so we'd really like to have a decent run at winning so please head over to podcastawards.com takes about 30 seconds and uh, you can vote every day all you have to do is choose indie travel podcast in the travel section put in a a name and an address and uh hit submit and away you go um, yeah, and they don't even send you spam, which is great. They just verify some of the uh, some of the submissions that they get. It's kind of randomized. That's right. So just go to podcastawards.com, find the travel section. It's in the bottom right. Choose any travel podcast. That's important. Please do that. Otherwise, it won't work. <laughs> and uh, do that every day from now until October 24th. And uh, yeah, we'll be in with the chance. Yeah. Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We have a growing list of day tours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours. And of course, the travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. Now we've got a, a special deal that's just running this month. It's 15% Urban Adventures Tours. So there's links on the homepage at IndieTravelPodcast.com if you want to go and get the coupon code for that. Yeah, you get 15% off. That's really good. Well, this week we have spent in Salta, Salta La Linda, as it's known. Um, <laughs> it's quite funny. On all the buses, yeah, there's signs saying, Tan Inomarada. No, no, what is it? Tan Linda que enamora, or something like that. But anyway, it's all, it's all about Linda, Linda, Linda. And um, at the moment we're staying with our friends Lee and Noah, and they have a daughter called Lila. And when her babysitter comes over, she always calls her Linda. And I always look around because, you know, Linda means pretty or cute. Or, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been good. We went to a uh, gallery opening earlier this week with uh, a new photography exhibition and some paintings that had been donated to the gallery. And they brought around snacks, and they were so Argentinian. It was hilarious. <laughs> these, these tiny little empanadas and little pastries filled with dulce de leche. It was brilliant. It was, it was. What else did we get up to? We went and uh, taught a uh, kind of volunteer class in a high school, and were helping Lee and Noah out, talking about making websites and kind of, yeah, having your own webpage. Yeah, so, they teach a class cool. once a week in a kind of a low-income school in Salta, and they invited us to come around and talk. And I thought the class was going to be in English, but it was in Spanish, so that was quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Well, this week we're uh, talking about travel gear recommendations because, you know, when you're traveling, you want to have as little gear as possible and the stuff that you are carrying for it to be as utilitarian and useful as possible. Definitely. And we've managed to get down to carry-on size. So that's quite small. People are often surprised at how small our bags are, but then when they pick them up, they're also surprised at how heavy they are because we're quite (laughs) good at packing them to be full of stuff. And you know what? We still carry around a whole bunch of stuff that we don't need. So today we thought we'd talk about some new things that we've just started carrying on this trip, some things that we're carrying that we've always carried that really we don't need to, and some things that we've stopped carrying. 
Well, let's begin with uh, the newest thing, the newest edition, which is uh, Amazon Kindle, which I got given for my birthday this year. Yeah, well, the Kindle has kind of changed the world because one of the problems that we have is that we quite like to read. Now, this isn't necessarily a problem, but when you live with your world on your back, that can make your back quite sore. So um, last year when we arrived in Adelaide to stay with my sister, I pulled out of my carry-on size bag, remember carry-on size, I pulled out 20 books, 20. I mean, some of them were notebooks, but most of them were, I mean, I had some three grammar books, was it? And four in English and six in Spanish and then like five notebooks. It was just ludicrous. It was. So, it was insane. And even, I don't have that kind of addiction, but I normally had two to three novels in my bag at any given time. Yeah, well, you want options, don't you? Yeah. So now with the Kindle, it's infinitely smaller and it has, well, infinitely more options. Instead of just having two or three novels that take up, you know, half a cubic meter, <laughs> whatever, you've got, what, how many have you got? Like 2,000, 3,000 yeah, books Yeah, something like that. And I don't even have to hire a Sherpa to carry them all around <laughs> for me. So that's all good. Yeah, and what else has been good about the Kindle is that it's got 3G. So when we've arrived somewhere and didn't know where we're going, like arriving in a bus stop, um, in a bus station in Paraguay or whatever, we can connect to the 3G and get a little bit of information about the area. Yeah, that's been good. And we've also used it to download phrase books uh, one evening (laughs) when we were uh, staying with a Portuguese-speaking family in Brazil and we hadn't actually learned any Portuguese to that point. Mm. Within about five minutes, we had found and downloaded a a phrase book of the 3G uh, for four bucks, I think, five bucks. It was so useful. That was so useful. And thinking about the price as well, to buy a similar phrase book back in New Zealand would cost about 17 to $25. Well, even when so we were in Vietnam, we bought that rip-off coffee, and that was uh, that was still about 5 or $6. Yeah. And, I mean, we still had to carry it around. Yeah, that's right. So it's, uh, yeah, and you can search for things as well using the the Kindle's inbuilt search function so you can find words. Not always the most accurate searches, <laughs> but... Uh, At least it's something. Helpful enough, helpful enough. Um, so, yeah, so that's been a real space saver and a real lifesaver. I've found myself reading a lot more. And, mm-hmm. well, um, one of my favourite authors is a British author, Terry Pratchett, and he just released his newest book. Uh, I was able to pre-order it, and then I woke up one morning, and there it was on my Kindle. Yeah, and that was your day and, gone. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that maybe wasn't so good. But um, it was fantastic. We didn't have to go and find an English-language bookshop and buy the new release hardcover for yeah. 40 bucks, and then. Yeah, I remember, I think we were in uh, Germany when Going Postal came out. That yeah. was like three or four years ago. And we hadn't had any new books to read for a while and we saw it there and we're like oh my goodness it's a new Terry Pratchett that's so exciting it was a hardcover but we decided no we're going to buy it it's worth it and of course once we'd bought it we didn't want to throw it away not just because of the money but also because we really liked the book so we ended up carrying it around for another year (laughs) (laughs) before we could did we take it home or is it in England I really don't know Mm. I really don't know but it's one of these things. It's somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, staying on technology, but uh, moving on, this is the first time we've both traveled with some kind of iPod. I've got a, an iPhone 4 and Linda's got an iPod Touch. And in the past, well, no, we've both had iPods in the past. We had those had, nanos. Uh, had iPod nanos, which are just for music. But now we've got these these microcomputers, so which good. are yeah really useful. And we use them mainly, I think, for communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I loved my nano. It was this little square one. It was kind of green. It was it was wonderful. But unfortunately, it got stolen when we were in Peru, and I was without anything for a while. 
Then when we were leaving England and going towards Asia, so just over a year ago, we decided to get an iPod Touch. We're going to get an iPhone, but it didn't work out for various reasons. And it's kind of changed my world because uh, before we were doing a lot of videos, but we were recording the video on a Flip Nano. And so what we'd have to do is record the video, then transfer the video onto the computer and edit it from there. And we never did. We never did. So now what I can do is I can take the video on the iPod Touch and edit it on the machine as well because I've got a, an editing program. So for the for example, the other day we went to the Jesuit Ruins in near Encarnacion in Paraguay. I took all the video during the day and then we had to wait for the bus for, what, 20 minutes, half an hour? Yeah, something like that. It was just one of those things, you know, that's how it works. But during that 20 minutes, I got half the video made. You know, I could cut and slice and make transitions and everything. It was almost finished by the time I got home. Yeah. So it means it actually gets done. <laughs> I also <laughs> do a lot of writing on that nice as well. Thing. And I could never write on a, on the Nano because it didn't have a, a keypad. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, with the touch, I can... I can write short articles and it really works. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I find it really good for keeping in touch by by email and just those kind of short message stuff and mm-hmm. using Skype as well to be able to call Definitely. locally and internationally. Uh, now the iPhone I've got is unlocked, which means it's not caught into one particular network or provider mm-hmm. and Therefore, I can buy new SIM cards wherever we travel. So if we're going to be somewhere for a month or longer, we'll often buy that to have a local number, and that comes in really handy when it comes to couch surfing and things like that. So I've actually got a point of contact. Yeah, we've always had a phone with us. In fact, we've still got it with us, even though we're not using it at the moment. It's one I won in Austria, and it's unlocked as well. But we found when we came to South America last year that it didn't work here. Yeah, it's on the wrong GSM band. Yeah, it was really annoying. But it's really good to have an unlocked phone. But what's really good about the, I, the iPhone is that it's just one device. Yeah. We don't have to carry around a separate thing. We don't have to carry around a separate charger. Mm. Yeah, and now we know this works. Wherever we go, we can leave behind the backup phone now in the future. So That's right. It's good. Um, I wasn't going to talk about laptops in this show, but we had a question on the uh, the Indie Travel Podcast Facebook page just this week, actually, asking about what laptops we use and what we could recommend. So uh, we both carry Apple Macs. Uh, I've got a MacBook Pro 13-inch, and Linda's using an 11-inch MacBook Air. That's right. We chose the MacBook Air because it was light. I mean, I've already got so much stuff in my bag, I didn't need another heavy thing. And I don't need as much power as Craig. We used to just have one computer, which was a, a PowerBook, and it was brilliant for about four years, and then not so brilliant for the next two years. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't know, maybe we only had it for about five years, but it just did, it was... Well, we, we used it to death. We did, and we dropped it all over the place as well. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually Our I got... laptop's been dropped in more countries than you've travelled in. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I got a um, an Asus E, one of those little tiny computers, and it was good for about six months to a year, but then it, it had so little storage space on it that when it came time to do the updates, there wasn't actually enough space to do the updates. Yeah, and I had nothing saved on that. it. And then eventually it died because the uh, the power cord broke. Uh, it wasn't very nice to the power cord. It ripped apart. And uh, it was going to be just almost as expensive to buy a replacement power cord as it was to buy the computer in the first place. Yeah, I think it was like 80 bucks for the cord and it cost about 250 bucks for the computer yeah, in the first like place. So um, that kind of thing can be useful. Um, but because of what we're doing, we actually need something that's going to work every time. So that's the right. MacBook Air is really fantastic for a travel computer. It's perfect because I open it up and it just starts just going. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can use it for Skype. I use it for emails. I do it writing. I mean, I'm not yeah. doing all sorts of heavy lifting with it. I'm just doing the basics. Well, that's what most people are doing, and uh, yeah, it works well. It does work well. 
Well, there's a bit of a uh, difference from the usual right now because I'm wearing jeans, and traditionally I I haven't taken jeans traveling, or if I have, I've worn them until they needed washing and then left them behind somewhere so I don't have to carry them. Because jeans aren't quick drying, they aren't light, they don't pack down small, they're everything you don't want in travel clothing. But they're so comfortable, and sometimes they are worth having because they're heavier, and when you're in winter temperatures you want something heavier yeah as we have been for quite some time uh so here's how i'm getting around it i'm making sure every time we're moving somewhere every transit day i'm wearing my jeans doesn't matter how hot it is like they would add almost an extra kilo with Mm. the jeans and the belt onto my back and you know on the days that you're moving you want as little on your back as possible so yeah so that's how I've, I've got around it every day we move I'm wearing jeans yeah I've got jeans as well but my jeans are a lot lighter they're a thinner mm. denim and so I can choose to wear my my thinner trousers all these ones as well it doesn't really matter yeah and uh, we've got quite a different philosophy when it comes to to jackets and warmth Definitely. and wet weather as uh-huh. well um, I've got a mountain hardware jacket. I actually bought this back in ni- uh, 2007, just before we were about to walk the West Highland Way. So I figured if it was going to bucket down while I was out in the out in the bush out hiking at any time, it was going to be in Scotland. Definitely. And instead, we had um, it was nat- the hottest <laughs> temperature highs. ever known in Scotland. I think. <laughs> I'm not sure well, if that's actually true, but it definitely felt like it. It was definitely the hottest day of the year. Yeah, it was the hottest day of the year. So one of the days we were walking. So maybe it wasn't the the best purchase, but it seemed strategic at the time. No, it was it's, definitely... It's been it's an awesome fantastic. jacket, and it still looks really good. Like, the outer shell, it's made of two parts. You've got the inner shell, which is warm, it's it's red, and it's got kind of um, a down inner. I think it's synthetic, but it's yeah, that kind it's of synthetic, thing. Yeah, it's synthetic, but yeah, it's light and warm, and then the outer bit's quite a thick, heavy material, which is as waterproof as material gets. What I really like about it is quite stylized as well. It's got a bit of tailoring, so it mm. looks really nice on. It's not just kind of a you know bulky jacket, <laughs> yeah, yeah. monster. <laughs> yeah, I really like the mountain hardware stuff. They they make their gear really, really well, and I guess that's proven by this jacket still working and functioning like five years. Yeah, pretty much five years well, after we did that hike. It still looks new too. And it's not like you haven't used it. (laughs) You've kind of abused it, yeah. (laughs) Whereas my philosophy is completely different. I've got a jacket. It's crap, and I'm going to get rid of it. I thought it would be good because it's supposed to be Gore-Tex, but it hasn't been very waterproof at all. So what I did when I first started was I just had a thin shell, just like an outer layer with um, a zip-up center and two zip pockets and then, you know, the hood. And that was brilliant. And what I do to keep myself warm underneath is just have lots of layers I'm going to have those layers anyway because as a girl it's important to have different options and also I feel the cold a lot more than Craig does. He's kind of hot or cold whereas I'm I'm a little bit cold, I think I need a scarf or something like that. So I have a couple of singlets and t-shirts as well and then I have three merino wool long sleeve tops, a red one, a black one and a blue one. So I can wear them in different uh, layers to have different you know styles and also I can just wear one or two or three depending on how cold I am. And I've got a, a variety of scarves. And if it's raining, I can just put the shell on over the top. 
And I think that's a really good way to go about it. Yeah, so, yeah, because the issue with the mountain hardware jacket is when I'm not wearing it, it takes up about a third of my bag space. It does. It's huge and it's heavy. I think about 3.54 kilos Mm -hmm. just by itself. So, um, yeah, if I need to sneak my bag onto a plane and and down a couple of kilos, I can just take my jacket out and put it on, which is... Which is handy, and when I do take it out, I've got lots of spare room in my bag. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it works for me. I just need my t-shirt and that jacket, and that's everything of course, I've if, ever needed, even in negative temperatures. Well, this is true, but if that um, red layer gets wet, it's soaking and takes a long time to dry. That's right. That's problematic. And it's completely unuseful. It doesn't take a long time to dry, but it yeah, it doesn't hold heat when it's wet, so... Yeah, so you're going to end up wearing one of my nice little tops. <laughs> you can have the red one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Should get a pink one, that would be pretty. Okay, okay. So talking about bags, as I said before, both of us are down to carry-on size, which is very exciting. Last time we traveled, we were still carrying one check bag, but this time it's all carry-on size. I've still got my Arn uh, back favor bag. I love it, and I think it's the best bag ever. But uh, Craig's gone with a different one. Yeah, that's right. I got a, um, a North Face overhaul. I think it's a Coda overhaul 32, so I'm guessing it's 32 liters That would size. make sense, yeah. Um, and it's kind of a it looks more like a carry-on bag for a business person that it mm-hmm. does for it does like a backpacker's bag um which is quite good it doesn't draw so much attention to you you might be going to university rather than you know yeah um rather than backpacking around the world but it's got a good suspended bit at the back for a laptop and then a main storage compartment with an extra zip where i can put contact lenses and things mm-hmm. like that that I don't need all the time, but I want to protect them a little bit. And then at the front, it's got a great pouch with um, several different pockets where I can put in pens. There's a slot for the Kindle there, um, slot for the phone, everything like that. So yeah, it's it's really good. There's only one drawback, and that's that it doesn't have um, any kind of harness support yeah. around the waist. And that's so quite a big drawback, of, yeah, really. Yeah, all of that weight is going down on your shoulders. It's a really good weekend away or week away kind of bag, and mm. that's not what we're doing, <laughs> unfortunately. But unfortunately, we've looked and looked, like we've been looking for a year and a half or two years for the perfect bag for Craig, and he really wants to have a separate compartment for the laptop. I mean, my Arn bag has quite a good system. I have to open up the main part, but at the back there's like a mesh pocket where I can put the laptop, it just kind of slides in, and it has a really good harness. With Craig not having the harness, it means that if we're walking around town for an hour or so, you know, maybe we don't want to check in our bags in a luggage storage place, then it it does get sore for you. Yeah, yeah, it does. But, um, you know, if I could pack lighter, then that would be fine. But yeah, yeah I think we're already packing <laughs> incredibly lightly, especially you. I mean, you have so, so many fewer clothes than I do. Yeah, but I'm carrying more electronics, which are significantly heavier. Well, this is true. Oh, uh, well, um, yeah, we're putting those electronics now in like a roll-top bag that you might use for kayaking or diving, like the, the dry bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been really quite handy. Normally, day-to-day, it just keeps all the hard drives and all the cables from overtaking the world and some kind <laughs> of Battle of the Triffids kind <laughs> of thing with these cables hanging out of my bag like I used to have. No, we always um, had... We, 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 Last time we travelled, we had just a little square case to keep everything in, but that wasn't waterproof. Yeah, and it didn't... uh, 
Yeah, I always, I, always, I always had extra cables yeah. hanging around the place. Um, and this works really well, but it's got the added advantage of well, being waterproof, obviously. So if we're going on a boat journey or it begins to bucket down, we can drop our laptops in there. It's big enough for that. And our, uh, our wallets and our passports. And, and then it's all sorted in mm-hmm. case of, uh, you know, Southeast Asian boat breakdowns or, right. um, or, you know, any problems like that. Yeah, I also bought myself a new um, pack cover. I've never traveled with a pack cover. I think one of my bags had one, but I never used mm. it. And I thought, no, no, I really need one. So I went and got one, and I still haven't used it. Yeah, well, that's because we've been blessed with good weather. So yes, yes, it's No true. complaints there. Uh, we also got a hyper-light bag um, to replace a day bag because we don't have that normal backpacker, like one big pack on the back and a small one on the front kind of day bag. Um, we've got one that packs down really really small and then when we need to it can be unpacked into a a very light backpack yeah it wasn't cheap but it's definitely been worthwhile because it's it packs down so small that you can put it anywhere Mm. and it's really sturdy so we tend to use it if we've bought some shopping or something like that so we've got the main bag on the back and we just kind of carry it like a tote bag even though it's a backpack Mm. or if we're going for a walk for the day it's the the bag we take with us yeah it's got quite a nice style to it and the material is is light but it seems to be Definitely strong enough for what we're doing with it. Um, it's by Sea to Summit. Yeah, the only brand. problem, we went for a walk the other day and I was using it and it was really hot and it's definitely not breathable. I really noticed <laughs> that as well, it was on bad. my back. Yeah. <laughs> well, some random stuff then that goes into these bags. Um, we have once again had a bottle opener confiscated and uh, replaced it again in the first week of arriving. Did we have it confiscated? Did we, no, we didn't take one with us this time because we knew that it That's was going right. to be confiscated. That's right, we left it with, uh, with Chris and Sarah because, yeah, it's, I, I just don't get it. But yeah. until these ridiculous regulations are rescinded, then, uh, yeah, you're stuck with buying a new bottle opener or maybe a new pocket knife every time that you jump off a plane. Yeah, we used to have a really, really good pocket knife. It was a Victorinox Picnicker. It was one of those ones with a long blade, so the, the blade kind of pops out and it locks in place, so it's not kind of flopping around while you're trying to cut. And it's long enough to actually do some good cutting, unlike some of those tiny ones. It also had um, a beer bottle opener and a wine bottle opener, as well as toothpick and you know tweezers and all that kind of thing. And we loved it. It was so useful. It was kind of our go-to tool. But it unfortunately also got stolen in Peru. So um, that was okay because that was just before we went down to carry-on size and we definitely wouldn't be allowed to carry, you know, a kind of a, what was it, four-inch knife (laughs) on on the plane. So our new strategy is arrive somewhere, buy a bottle opener or first go to the supermarket, see if they've got, you know, screw-top bottles. If they don't, then buy a bottle opener. And that's what we did. We got one in Buenos Aires and it's been our companion since. Yeah, um, and we're still using our Oracaso flat world plates and cups and bowls and the Light My Fire Sports. We've been using that well, for hiking years and years ago before yeah. we ever started traveling. I think traveling. we got them in 2006 yeah. or 2005. And, and I think we got them for Christmas strong. 2005. Yeah. My goodness, that's they're, a while. Uh, yeah, so that's long-lasting. <laughs> yeah. Basically what they are, the Oracaso plates are really thin plastic that have been scored so that they fold up into different shapes and they're all different sizes and different shapes and uh, the set includes two plates two bowls and two cups unfortunately we lost one of the bowls i think that went missing in peru <laughs> it wasn't peru. Lost. that wasn't stolen i think we left it in Atakipa, actually in someone's kitchen um and the cups are starting to get a little bit coffee flavored i think because <laughs> yeah. we usually use them for coffee the the flavor is just yeah. being absorbed in oh is it yeah after seven years, that's pretty good going then. Yeah, yeah. It's time for a new set, but we 
We haven't actually been able to find them. I mean, we they were quite visible five or six years ago. Mm. And well, yeah, a lot of outdoor stores had them, and now they've kind of disappeared, which is a real shame because they're so useful. That entire set of cutlery, um, well, crockery, I guess, <laughs> um, only weighs maybe 150 grams, something like that, and it folds down flat about, ooh, I don't know. Half a centimetre? Half, a, cent- a, centimetre, half a centimetre thick and a bit... A, bit bigger than an A4 piece of paper. Yeah. So it's, yeah, just amazing to have that for picnics, for hostels, for just whenever you need it. You can yeah. always go in a, in a day bag. And the same with the sporks. I mean, we don't use these every day, sometimes not even for a week or two weeks, but when we do want them, we really want them. Mm. Especially if we're in, a, we're in a hostel, you walk into the kitchen, you see, oh, great, there's absolutely no utensils. Uh, it's everything you need. Yeah. Um, we've also got a frisbee, which once again we haven't made great use of so far, but it's coming into summer now, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be we'll be outside more and able to play. Yeah, it's one of these lightweight ones. It's made of material instead of plastic, so it's nice when you catch it. It feels soft. Uh, we like to use it down at the beach when we're in the water, throwing it to each other. Yeah, it it is really good. Yeah, it's like a weighted fabric around the outside with a, a fabric disc in the middle and mm-hmm. you know it works really it, well it weighs next to nothing and yeah it's just a cool active toy to have with us that's right and let me see one more thing one more random uh random thing to chuck in there uh, is the eco usable water bottles now until a couple of days ago we had two completely functioning uh, water bottles which are uh, metal about 750 mils and they've got a long straw on the inside with a water filter attached. So it means you can pick up water from almost anywhere and drink it. We've picked up water from mountain streams and Incan fountains and even taps in some of the places <laughs> where you're not meant to drink the water. And gosh, it saves so much on buying water. And it's also a lot better for the environment yeah, because definitely. the bottle's only produced once and the filter only needs to be replaced six months of constant use that's their recommendation um we're still not getting sick after well almost 18 months of use Mm -hmm. part-time and uh yeah you're, you're not buying water you're not paying for water to be transported around the world or extra plastics to be made and thrown away and it's yeah better for the environment and just so useful that's right but unfortunately craig rinsed his off and left it on the balcony air where the wind blew it off and the dogs found the bits yeah. so uh we are now down one but <laughs> it's okay because i haven't really been using mine um i've been just using a regular water bottle most of the places where we've been traveling the water's been okay to drink so it hasn't been a big deal so i will give you mine my oh, love <laughs> save me getting uh getting all those those dog teeth holes through the filter and seeing what weird diseases i get oh, that'll be good yeah Okay. <laughs> well, some of the stuff we're not using that we've got with us, uh, we brought a compass, and we always do that. Um, we don't use it very often, but it can be really handy if you're... Well, I find cities very disorienting. You, you come out of a subway station, and you have no idea where you are, what way you're facing, what on earth is happening. Definitely. Um, with a compass, it only takes a couple of seconds to orientate yourself on a map. But we've found this completely and utterly... Um, overtaken with having the uh, the iPhone uh, if we don't have a connection to use the mapping software on there um, there's a built-in compass so you know it's sorted it's sorted yeah so that'll be something we leave behind on the next next trip home another thing we have with us is still lots of books 
and we didn't realize how well the kinder would work, so we still brought quite a lot of books with us, including some grammar books, trying to learn Spanish, and the idea was to do some study every day, or at least once a week, and Craig just hasn't done any of it. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so they're being carried around and uh, being completely and utterly, well, not completely and utterly useless, but... They, they are heavy. They, I mean, they're, they're quite big books. They're heavy, they're large, and uh, yeah, with the amount of time I've been spending with people and the amount of time I've been spending writing, um, there just hasn't been time to, to sort it out and, and sit down and do some grammar exercises. Yeah, I mean, I did some yesterday, but it hasn't, yeah, it really hasn't warranted it. I think we need to scan them in or something, just have them on the computers, it might work, work okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, what's new in the Indie Travel Podcast community? First of all, we've got a brand spanking new website. It's very exciting. Craig's been spending a lot of time working on it, and I think it looks really good. Yeah, it uh, should hopefully load a lot faster than the old one. We've stripped away a lot. Uh, It's made it easier to buy our books uh, in the store, and it's also made it easier to get around the forums and the whole, uh, you know, your profile and, and community stuff is a whole lot more prettier and easier to use. So hopefully you'll come and give it a whirl. Yeah, come and have a look and let us know what you what you think, if you like it, if there's any bugs you find. Yeah, Just let us know. had a lot of positive feedback and uh, a fair few bug reports as well, which we're working through at the moment. And uh, yeah, so hopefully it's just getting better and better. So in the forums at the moment, well, obviously there's a thread about gear recommendations. So exactly what we're talking about today. If you have any recommendations, please come by and give your advice. And we've also had uh, two of our travel scam sections updated. So if you have any travel scams that you want to report or you are heading out and want to keep an eye on on what's hot and what's current in in the world of criminals and tourists, then come and check it out. And David would like to know about Patagonia and Tierra del Fuego. So if you have any advice about that, please come by and help him out with that. And uh, Hassan from Saudi Arabia has put up some of his advice for safe travels and also some things to do in Melbourne, which is great. Thanks, Hassan. So don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. Visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And there's also those travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. Uh, we've already mentioned IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books and uh, how that's growing and easier to use. But you can also help us out by shopping at Amazon after visiting IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon. Or you can grab a free audiobook with a two-week trial at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Audible. And don't forget about the Podcast Awards. We'd really appreciate it if you'd go to PodcastAwards.com, go to the travel section, choose Indie Travel Podcast, and vote for us. Yeah. And do that every day, please. And if you've got a computer at home and at work, that might work out as well. Uh, that must be us for this week. Until next week, travel well.